Music has always been part of the Christmas story. Not just songs as beautiful as the one that we just heard, but from the very beginning of the coming of Jesus, there has been song. Whether it was Mary's Magnificent or the songs of Zechariah and Simeon, whenever anyone was going to be telling that Jesus was coming or when individuals heard about the coming of the Savior, it was followed in some way, in some form, by, by song. And it wasn't just human voices. Do you realize that the angels themselves also praised God on the night that, that Jesus was born? The angel that was visiting the shepherds there who had their sheep not too far from Bethlehem would, would be joined, Scripture says, by the heavenly host, the armies of heaven, the, the angelic beings that were there by the side of God, declaring glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And the interesting thing is that when these angelic beings filled the sky, when, when these hosts of heaven surrounded the shepherds, they came not for battle. You see, the host of heaven, it can be defined as being the angel armies. And, and these angelic beings, the host of heaven, the angel armies, they came not to do battle on the name or on behalf of the name of their king. Instead, they came in order to sing praises and to announce his peace. A peace that would be inaugurated not by sword or battle, but instead by the birth of a child who'd be wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. And it's the tradition of his followers to mark that humble beginning just as we are doing today in song. Praising God for peace, hope, love, and joy. All the blessings that come through our Savior, Jesus Christ. What a great way. What a great way to express our joy and what a great way to be able to praise the name of Jesus, to be able to, to burst out in song just as, just as we have just done. And besides music being something that just follows Christmas, there's another idea and there is another image that is really inseparable with the Christmas time. And that is the fact that Christmas has always been a child's story. It's a child's story. Think about the words from the prophet Isaiah, for to us a child is born, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. One of the things I look forward to each year here at EB is to be able to invite our, our kids, those who are part of our EBK ministry to come and, and join me on stage here at, at Christmas time so that we might be able to, to share together the, the reading from Luke chapter 2. And so moms and dads, if you would not mind to um, give your kiddos some room, I want to invite 
all the kids in the room to come on down and to, to join me here on stage. Miss Brittany is going to come and, and help me do some wrangling. But I love it as they come if the rest of us would continue in song. So kiddos, you guys come. Hey, moms and dads, let's sing together. You guys look great. You, you did a great job. So many of you are in your uh, fancy Christmas pajamas, right? I see you, you, you're sporting them. Um, I did not wear my Christmas pajamas. I decided to uh, wear my, my fancy coat, right? So I've got my fancy coat on. You guys have got your fancy Christmas pajamas. We've got so many moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas out here with their, with their fancy sweaters on too. And it's just a fun time because there's so many cool things that are going on at Christmas. But one of my favorite things is to have this moment with you guys. And so I, I, I'm going to, I want you guys to make sure that you can see me. All right, so I want you to turn around. I want you to be able to look at me, okay? I want you to be able to see me. And I'm going to be reading today from, from a passage of Scripture here in Luke chapter 2. It's in our New Testament. And um, anybody know, what are, those, uh, first, what are those first four books of the Bible? We, we've got them. They're, they're Matthew and then what? Mark, Luke, and John, right? Well, we're going to be in Luke, okay? So we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. And this is where Luke describes the coming of, of Jesus. Now, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to read this, and then, um, then I want us to sing about it. And then I've got someone that's going to um, help me tell the rest of the story, okay? So I want you guys to listen real close. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. That means people need to be counted. Kind of like you. But Ms. Brady, how many, how many kids do we have up here right now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 50. That's great. We've got 50. All right. So, uh, so that is great. So, so they were going to be counting throughout the Roman Empire. And it says that everyone had to return to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. Did you guys know that tomorrow, me and Miss Tanya and Emily and Micah, my family, we're going to get in our car and we're going to, we're going to drive to Alabama. And we're going to drive to the area where, where we grew up and, and where we started our lives and where we were little kids just like you guys. That, that's what was going on here because, well, this was what Joseph had to do. He had to go back to his hometown. He was a descendant of David. He had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. And that was the King David's ancient home. And it says that he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. And he took with Mary, his fiancee, who was now obviously expecting a child. And when they were there, it says the time came for her baby to be born. And so she gave birth to her first child, a son, and she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth, and she laid him in what, boys and girls? In a manger. It was a, it was a feeding trough. It's kind of like a big doggy bowl. All right? It was, it was where animals actually would go and, and get, their, get their hay, and, and they would be able to eat. And that's where Jesus was laid because there was no lodging available for them. Now, this particular story continues, and like I said, I'm going to get some help here in just a few minutes. But first, I want you guys, can you help me sing about this? And moms and dads, I want you to help me as well, all right? Silent night, holy night, all is Oh, 
Now I just want to hear the kiddos sing that very first part of Silent Night, all right? You guys ready? Here we go. told you all Christmas is a child story. You guys did awesome. You guys did great. You guys did awesome. And, and as good as you did right there, all right, and as awesome as that was for us to be able to sing together and to be able to tell the story of Jesus coming, and that's what you guys just did. You, you told everybody the story about Jesus coming. One of the most famous tellings of this story happened in 1965. And it happened by a group of children who were born in the mind of a man by the name of Charles Schultz. And, and, and there is, a, there, there is a, a TV show about this and how the, this group of kids got together for a Christmas play. And one of those children, he was so disappointed, he was so upset because it seemed like everybody had their own version of what Christmas was supposed to be. And his name was Charlie Brown. You guys, you know Charlie Brown? 
Well, he got some help from a friend of his named Linus, and Linus is going to help me today as we continue telling this story. So you guys watch the signs right here, okay? <laughs> I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Hey, listen to what he says. He's going to finish what we just Lights, heard. please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Now here's the cool thing about that, boys and girls. I don't know if you noticed it, but when Linus was talking from Luke chapter 2, as he was quoting from, from, from the Gospel of Luke, just like we were reading from just a minute ago, when he was reciting those words, when he got to the part where the angel said, Behold, I, I bring you this great news, right, about Jesus? Well, he, he had his blanket, and then he, he dropped it to the ground. But here's the thing about Linus. He never was without his blanket. He always had his blanket. His blanket was, was kind of like his security, and his blanket was his peace of mind, and his blanket was, was what protected him. But when he started sharing the story about how Jesus had come, well, he didn't need his blanket anymore. He didn't have to be afraid. He didn't have to be worried. And you know what? There are a lot of things in life right now that are so scary. There are a lot of things that, that, that keep us up at night. And there are a lot of things that we are worried about. But there's good news. And that good news is Jesus. And that good news that Jesus was born so long ago. And that good news is that Jesus allows it where we don't have to be afraid anymore. We don't have to be worried about all the things that go on. We don't have to have sleepless nights. And we don't even need a blanket Instead, we are able to hold to him. And so for all of us, whether we are here on this stage here this morning or we're, we're sitting out in these seats or maybe people who are watching and listening online, I hope that whatever the blanket is that you've been holding on to, that maybe this Christmas season reminds you to let go and instead to take hold. The irony is that what we take hold of was found in the most vulnerable of places, in a manger, in that feeding trough, in a place that you would think, well, there's no strength here, there's no safety here. And yet there is where Jesus was, reminding us that God can make any place 
be a place of peace. And so my prayer for all of us is that we will live our lives as individuals who continually worship and bring praise to God no matter the circumstances. Guys, you've done such an awesome job today. And I hope that you have the merriest of merriest of merriest Christmases. And I'm so glad that we got to spend this morning together. We're all going to continue singing as you guys make your way back to your seats, okay? Thanks for coming and helping me be able to tell the story. Friends, Christmas is a special time. And it brings back all kinds of just memories. And you get all the feels, right? Especially when you come to a time like this as as we have been together today with friends and family and enjoying hot chocolate and enjoying just being able to, to laugh at some of the funny sweaters that we see. And some of you didn't even wear a funny sweater, but somebody thought you did. And I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry. I hope that it hasn't spoiled your Christmas, all right? But we've been able to, to be together and to share and, and, and through all the things that we've done, been able to, been able to sing and be reminded that music has always been a part of the Christmas story. We don't have Easter carols. Have you thought about it? We don't have songs that memorialize the, um, the teachings of Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount, or, or any of the parables. Radio stations and uh, streaming services, they don't change their format at Thanksgiving. Well, we don't even have baptism hymns, Right? But Christmas, music has always been a part of Christmas. And I suppose it makes sense, right? Because the, the music at Christmas, it serves to envelop us. It serves to wrap us. I think it's heaven's lullaby. It, because if you think about it, what do we do for for our babies. What do we do for our little ones we, when we are trying to put them to, to sleep? Well, oftentimes we, we wrap them up and then we begin to what? Sing? We begin to, to hum. We, we begin to make music there over them. And, and that music and, and that, that singing, it's a reminder to them that, guess what? Mom is here. Or dad is here. Nana's here. Papa's here. All is well. You can sleep. And I think that's what these Christmas songs do for us. They, they wrap us again. They envelop us. And it's a reminder to each of us, whenever we hear these songs that we've talked all month about which ones are our favorite and, and which ones bring us the most joy, no matter which one except the last Christmas song. Guys, that is not a Christmas song. But whichever one that you hear, it's amazing how that God can use that. He uses it to, to wrap around you in a way that says, your father's here. All is well. You can go to sleep. Or, for our conversation today, 
you can let go of your blanket. We all have one. I don't know if yours looks like Linus's or not. Probably not. Because your security blanket, you moved on from something like this a long time ago. And over the course of time, your security blanket became your job, became your career, because that became your identity. It's how that you've been known. It's how you, you see yourself. Your security blanket, your peace of mind over time just became your own pride. Your blanket looks different from this. And maybe your blanket is addiction. Maybe your blanket is something that you feel like you just can't let go of because you cannot survive without it. It's, it's addiction. It's, it's lust. It's, it's those things that Scripture calls the sins of the flesh. And it's like, I, I, I want to get rid of it. I just can't because I feel like I just can't go on without it. Your blanket looks different from this one. Maybe your blanket is something that is, is something that you would say, man, this is something that's good. Maybe your blanket is your family. And, and you hold tight to your family as you should, and you enjoy your family just like you've been doing this weekend. But your family means more to you than God. The gift of your family is greater than the giver of that gift in your life. Or maybe it's your own righteousness. Because you desire to serve God and you want to put him first. And, and so you were quick to try to dot all the I's and cross all the T's. And you feel pretty secure in that. So secure that that has become your salvation. It has become your blanket that you hold to. But then you came in here today. Then you came in here today and you have... You've heard these songs, you have heard these hymns, you have heard these carols, and perhaps God has been wrapping you in these songs, not just today, but during this entire season. But today, he was able to wrap you close, and maybe you were able to hear his voice for the first time say, all is well. You can sleep, and you can let go of the blanket. And instead, hold on to me. That's the message of Christmas. The message that we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear what is to come either in this life or in the one that is to be. The worry and the anxiety and all those things that, that keep us up at night, we don't have to have it because there was peace that was born in a stable in Bethlehem on a silent night. And so because of that, we rejoice. Because of that, we live lives of confident worship and continual praise. And because of that, this truly is the most wonderful time of the year. Would you stand and join me as we close out our time? Father, we thank you for the moments that have brought us to this place. We thank you for the invitation a friend gave us. We thank you for the light being left on when we came home this weekend. We were grateful for the fact that we were able to, to be here with, with family, with friends, even with strangers. All the things that have happened to bring us to this place. And we thank you for the songs that we have brought with us. For the way that you have been reminding us of
your goodness, of your grace, of your mercy. How that we have been reminded of the coming, the, the fact that you came near through Jesus and all that represents in our lives. Is our prayer, Father, that we would be able to leave this place in celebration, leaving our security blankets behind and instead clinging only to you and trusting in the grace that comes through Jesus, being wrapped in your mercy and in your love. And Father, may we go and share this story. May we go and share this message, whether it be in song or from your scripture or from just special memories that we have of this time. May the name of Jesus be on our lips and may his salvation truly be in our heart. Father, today, as in every day, we say thank you. Thank you for sending your son into this world. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sacrificing for us. Thank you for giving us peace. And thank you for giving us hope. And thank you for giving us love. And thank you for giving us joy. In the name of Jesus.